This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel. I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and we're here to preview Liverpool's opening pre-season friendly of the summer over in the Wirral on Thursday night against neighbours Tramia Rovers at Prenton Park. In a few moments' time, we will have an exclusive interview with Tramia's chairman, Mark Palios. But before then, I'm going to have a little chat with the person who actually interviewed Mark for this podcast. His name is Tom Cavilla. He's the Tramia Rovers correspondent for the Liverpool Echo. And uh, it's safe to say, mate, it's been a, a good couple of seasons covering Rovers. And it's safe to say it's, it's going to be a good night at Prenton Park on Thursday night. Yeah, well, it's been a great two years for Tramia, having come up from the National League, now going into League One for next season. We can talk about how far Liverpool have come, obviously, in recent years. But this is a big game for Tramia as well. Both of the sides, it's the first game well for Tranmere since winning promotion and Liverpool since winning the Champions League. So it's a really nice game for both sides, I think, in a way. And there should be, well, it's expected to be a sellout as well. So it should be a really good evening. Brilliant. And we will hear more about this kind of relationship between the clubs once you speak to Mark Palios uh, in a few minutes' time. But it really is. It is a relationship, isn't it? You know, he goes on to say in the interview that Liverpool were there when Tramia, I wouldn't say were at the lowest ebb, but they dropped into non-league. I think it's the fourth year in, in succession yeah. now there's been friendlies between the sides. There's real, there's real links there, aren't there? Yeah, and it goes back... Uh, much further than that as well the Friday night football how Liverpool fans would go and watch Tranmere then go to Liverpool on the Saturday and Everton fans too and that's something he says he remembers quite well in his time when he was playing uh, it still happens today because there are still some Friday night matches but it's not quite as frequent these days but it would be nice to see that sort of thing coming back I think uh, even today there are some Friday night games I think they've got for next season, but you do still get, you see Liverpool fans coming over still to support them. So that's always nice to see. Definitely. I, me growing up, I was exactly the same. You know, we would pop along to Tramia on a Friday when there was no no game that weekend. And you know what? I'm sure Liverpool fans listening to this have been keeping an eye on on what's happened there. And we know how dramatic Liverpool's run to the Champions League final this season was and last season thinking about it. But Tramia's two promotions from the National League to League Two and then from League Two into League One have been, have been pretty thrilling themselves, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> well, I mean, the well Wembley final two years ago from the National League, they obviously got a red card within the first minute of the game and had to play basically the whole match with 10 men and still managed to win. And uh, in May, just gone, they obviously got the goal in the last minute of extra time to win the match when it looked like it was heading for penalties. He actually brought on a defender, Buxton, who had scored both the penalties in the league. So he, even Mickey Mellon was thinking, oh, it's going to go to penalties, I think. But yeah, they found a way again to win and it's, League One was amazing for them to be back there. We will talk about uh, some of the changes that ha- happened at, at Tramier over the summer with Mark Polyas in a moment. But one of the signings who has uh, gone to Prenton Park is an ex-Liverpool midfielder. Mm. Yeah, Darren Potter signed for Tramier. Uh, Mark Palios was saying it's, he thinks that's a really good addition, having that uh, experience of a player who's played at a higher level before. It's quite an interesting signing, uh, to be honest having been involved in Liverpool's Champions League squad previously, 2004-05. So it just shows you the the kind of players they're signing now. 
the experience they've got and hopefully can bring to the Tranmere side. You mentioned the European Cup. Uh, we wonder if it'll be on show on Thursday night. I'm sure Tramia <laughs> will be parading the League Two playoff winners trophy. Well, I don't know about that one. I hope so. <laughs> it might be good to see <laughs> the players, but uh, no, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, hopefully. I'm, I'm probably showing my age here. I actually started off my journalism career in North Wales back in about 2004 and after Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005 and an abiding memory of mine is actually covering Wrexham versus Liverpool and I remember Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher bringing the European <laughs> Cup onto the racecourse pitch before the game so hopefully uh, that's going to be the case again on Thursday night we will see but all joking aside it, it's great that Liverpool have, have stuck stuck with this commitment to playing teams like Tramia. It's Bradford on Sunday. You know, we all know now that Liverpool particularly and, and the big Premier League clubs in particular are, are global brands and they will go all around the world on tour. But it's appreciated by the, the powers that be that Tramia that, that Liverpool still see that relationship. Yeah, it's always good to have and maintain that sort of relationship with clubs because like you say, Liverpool don't have to do that sort of fixture. But they've made it sort of I don't know, a promise, but they've a tradition, I guess, in the last few years to keep playing Tranmere. It would be nice to see potentially Liverpool players going out on loan to Tranmere, that kind of thing in the future, especially at League One level. It's a decent level for players in the academy who are looking to get some game time. So I think that would be something that would be quite nice to see if that could happen as well in the years to come. I think it's a great point, and I know it's one Mark Polios expands on in the actual interview in a moment, because previously I'm sure Liverpool and Everton to, to that matter would have helped out with Tramia, but the National League, you watch some of that football, yeah. it's, it's it's rough and tough, isn't it? But the, the more you go up yeah. the league, obviously the, the, the facilities improve, the pitches improve, and the, and the standing improves, and who knows, like you, you see how well... The Liverpool Academy's doing, and I know you used to cover a bit of academy football for the Echo before you took on the, the, the Tramia gig here. There's there's a lot of good young players at Liverpool coming through yeah. who, who could potentially go on loan. Yeah, there is, and I think League One would be a good level for a lot of them. I know Herbie Kane was one of them who's been on loan at Doncaster in League One, and he's done really well there. So it just shows that that level can be good for that player players in the academy of that level um, to go and get some experience. It's at the under-23 league, it's not... I know it's still a good standard, but it's not really testing the players enough. I think a lot. it's a point a lot of people have made previously as well. Uh, I think you sort of can get stuck in that league. I think Harry Wilson experienced that, where you, you're just playing there and scoring goals, but you're not really going on to much. So I think he made the right decision going out on his loans to the likes of Hull and Derby. So... Yeah, I think it would be good for more players to go out and get that kind of experience. I mean, players like Ben Woodburn, he's obviously tried to go out and do that. Curtis Jones, Rian Bruce, who you never know, you might see them going out on loan as well if things if they can't quite get into the first team. But we'll have to see what happens there. It's a great shout because I remember actually speaking to you probably, uh, I was going to say this time last, last year, it was probably year. 18 months yeah. ago, wasn't it, about people like Wilson because he was the top scorer for the under-23s yeah. and then you'd look what's happened is, to his career and yeah. since he went to Hull, went even one better by helping Derby get to the playoff final and now it, it looks like he's ready to take his first team chance. Uh, for people who would be going along, it looks like that's the kind of Liverpool squad they'll be having out, people like Harry Wilson, Ryan Kent, big names like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, maybe Fabinho, Tramia. How do you expect them to line up? Do you think it'll be a pretty experimental team, a, a lot of minutes to different players? 
Yeah, I'll be interested to see who they play, actually. They had their behind-closed-doors game in Scotland uh, last week. They they fielded quite a few different players. I think they're going to rotate as well in this game. I'd expect them to play just regular first team, uh, just trying to get as much minutes as possible in line for the new season, which is really not far away now, actually. Um, yeah, I would have thought you'll just see... Hopefully some of the new signings as well, getting some minutes. Uh, likes of Darren Potter might play. Um, Callum Woods maybe in defence and George Ray, the new signing too. And then apart from that, I would have thought we'll just be seeing many of the players from last season starting. Good stuff. It, it should be a really good night, a, a night of celebration for both set supporters at, at Prenton Park. Tom, first and foremost, thank you very much for having a quick chat with me here now. Uh, and now we'll we'll switch to your interview with with Mark Palios, which which begins with you asking him about the relationship between the two clubs. Yeah, I, I think that uh, one of the things that's always been there to some extent has been the relationship between Tranmere and the other clubs on on, on Merseyside. And you know, certainly when I played, there were fans who used to come across from Liverpool on a Friday night and watch Tranmere and and, and uh, Liverpool and Everton. Uh, and since we've been back, uh, Liverpool in particular I have to say have been very supportive of us as a club and you, you always remember you know, the people who are with you when, you when you're down so when we went out into the non-league despite the fact that many fans think that um, you know we haven't got players from Liverpool and Everton uh, the, thing, the first thing I'd say on that is I, I totally understand that because you know it's the whole issue of them coming to play in the non-league as such uh, it probably was they felt it wasn't appropriate as a you know a step on the development ladder for for one of their players. Now we're in League One. Uh, I think that's a totally different ball game, um, and uh, we would hope to make some progress in that area over the course of the next you know the next step. Well, hopefully the next few months. Um, that, that that's because I think Tommy's always been a good you know development club. Uh, but in terms of the finances, Liverpool certainly, you know, they're, they're, we have a close association with them. They're on the 23s played here at Prenton Park, um, which is, again is another useful income stream to us. And uh, now the really? Liverpool women's team play here and they also train at our campus at the training centre of the campus. So, yes, relationships are, are pretty strong. Um, we were pleased um, that they uh, achieved their sixth <laughs> Champions League trophy and uh, and you know coming to players as the European champions it's 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 no small thing whatsoever so I think that 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 you know that's an added bonus this year uh, and of course you know we've got our own trophy as well so <laughs> you know it's 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 a happy days in that regard. I was just going to mention that actually obviously it's the first game official game for you since promotion and for Liverpool since winning the European Cup like you say so. That's where I know. Obviously, it gets a lot of interest generally, but there's more of a like a bigger incentive, I guess, this year just to see the teams first game back out. Yeah, I, I think that um, you know we know that a lot of the uh, Liverpool players have been playing in, in international competitions, and so some of those may not be there. But the one good thing about the friendlies with Liverpool is they always bring as strong a team as they can as part of their pre-season prep, which which you know we appreciate and I think the fans appreciate. I think from our perspective, we've, we've got a few new places, pro- a few new faces, probably more than uh, we have had in recent years because we've always tried to keep the, sort of the balance in the squad. 
uh, with those who come in who were previously with us the previous season to get that continuity. Um, but having stepped up to uh, basically over 14 months ago, we were playing in the non-league. So the squad, I think, has been improved by Mickey. And, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be the first time for fans to be able to see some of these players who, who are out there. And, um, uh, and hopefully they'll be pleased with the results. Um, just in regards to tickets as well, I've just seen today uh, about the update on the sales, close to selling out now. Do you believe it will sell out for Thursday of the game? Yeah, we think we will be sold out. Uh, the, the capacities, I think it's about 14.4 uh, and, and that's the maximum that we can take here because of, you know, for safety reasons, etc. So, I mean, the first thing on that is if people are coming, they, they should try and come a bit earlier because it isn't going to be one of those games where by that you just turn on two minutes before the kick-off and get in. Uh, and hopefully they'll be able to get there and you know, see the players warming up, etc, etc. So, um, yeah, no, great gate expected. Since you faced Liverpool last year, You've come a long way since then. Um, so have they. Yeah, so have Liverpool. It's a good time for football on Merseyside, I guess, in a way, if you're looking at it in that sense. Yeah, the, 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 um, I think people from outside of Merseyside don't quite understand how, you know, at times, there's certain fans will be very sort of anti, you know, reds and blues and whites, but at the end of the day, I think there is, you know, there's always that support for, you know, for a Merseyside club and, and you know, I personally have, have um, always supported all of the Merseyside clubs and, and especially when I was, you know, away from the area, you became, a, you know, a, a real a real Merseysider. So I think everybody has a certain pride in, in, in success and, you know, the, lots of the, uh, uh, the good wishes that came after the final came from Reds and Blues which was great I know Mickey Mellon's done a great job obviously at Tranmere what do you make of the job Jürgen Klopp's doing at Liverpool I think Mickey's first um response to that would be it'd be nice to have some of the players that he's got there because I mean I think I think I think you have to stand back and look at it and uh, patience is a virtue that's probably in short supply in football and I think uh, Jurgen Klopp has come to Liverpool and as an outsider it, it seems that you know he's taken his time to build a squad that is capable it wasn't done in a day it was done over a number of seasons he got support from the club support from the fans and gradually you know people had the faith that he was building that squad so he's, he's done a fantastic job uh, in, in that I think equally Mickey's done a fantastic job in terms of you know what, what's been done here at Tramir he's taken um, a squad of players uh, that he inherited a lot of them and he's, he turned them into a, a formidable force in the league that we were in and uh, he knows how to win campaigns, uh, and you know, you know, last season was in fact a you know a fantastic sort of a, a fantastic piece of man management in terms of the squad that we have, and he and he nursed it through, and he, he got it right uh, in terms of right the way through, and he's very good at the running, etc. So, in their own way, they've, they've done a fantastic job in terms of the teams that they've got. Would you say there's similarities in a way between the two sides in that sense of sort of team spirit that Mickey Mellon and Jurgen Klopp seem to have in their teams? I think it's it's an old Victorian value and it's and it's much undervalued, uh, and I think that's one of the things that uh, does actually bring things does actually help teams. I mean, it, team spirit is massive. It, it, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. It's a big thing that we've tried to build on here at Tranmere. Uh, and part of the reason that we have a lot of the ex-players uh, who are in positions in the club 
um, is because they get the club and they understand the club, and that's one of the aspects that you know that, that fans love is when the, you know players play really do play for the shirt, etc. And and that's something certainly we've we've got here, and from what I can see, that's something that sort of Liverpool have engendered as well. And it, it's pretty hard to to, uh, to compete against that because when you're playing teams like that, they're always in with a shout. You know, they'll always be there right to the end of the game. You know, we we were two minutes away from uh, penalties, <laughs> so uh, you know there you see it. You know, they keep going. I know you mentioned the Friday night sort of element earlier on. Last season in League Two, we had a couple of games on Friday nights, and and then this coming season, I think there's a couple penciled in. Is that something you'd like to see coming back a bit more to encourage that kind of um, tradition coming back? Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's. I mean, I, I played on Friday nights, and, and and you do get a better atmosphere on a Friday night under lights. Everybody seems to be celebrating the weekend. Uh, and uh, you also get some of the the sort of the reds and the blues to turn up as well. So you get bigger gates, you get uh, a great atmosphere, and it's uh, it, it's not going to happen in in the way that it used to happen because we simply don't share the gates. So there's no advantage to away teams who come because they don't get a share of a bigger gate. Uh, and there's a distinct disadvantage because they come to a place that becomes a bit of a fortress and it's harder for their fans to travel. So um, most of the managers, I think, would say, no, we'd rather not play Tramway on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> uh, you face Tottenham in January, another Premier League side, and they're going to be facing Liverpool on Thursday. What do you learn when you play that kind of opposition? What, what are the sort of things you can take away from those games? I think... Uh, you see the quality of these teams and I think for the players themselves it's great to test themselves against you know the ultimate in terms of quality I think with the team that we've got now uh, we've got a certain number of players who are at the age where they can go again and they can improve so for them it'll be an interesting test for them to see them playing against sort of uh, top-notch quality and, 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 and understanding what they have to get to if they want to aspire to go further up um, you know, because if you're now talking about going up from Tranmere, because we're in League One, you're immediately into the third best watched, watched league in the world. The Championship is a, is a tough gig these days. Um, so, you know, they can see what, what's required of them and what the benchmark needs to be. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Now, Liverpool fans will be coming to see some of their star players, but... Can Tranmere fans expect to see some of the new signings in action as well? Yeah, because they, this, this, they, had a, they had a game on Saturday which was behind closed doors and it was the first game of the season. Um, they were uh, probably two weeks behind um, the, the, the side Sterling they played on the basis that they, you know, they, 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 the Scots start earlier with their, with their pre-season training etc. And we had a break and we, had, you know, we finished late in terms of last year. For, for good reasons uh, and so the lads were thrown together and despite the fact we I think we've got eight who were in contract um, seven who were re-signed so 15 of the squad have been together which is fairly close to where we wanted to be you know there's still an element of uh, the new players who have come in have got to be bedded in uh, and on top of that we've probably got a few more loan signings that we'll be looking to bring in as well during the course of the close season at least that's what the plan was so you know that we're not quite there yet we're not quite ready um and this will be our first sort of proper game as it were and players will not be playing the 90 minutes they'll be they'll be getting sort of game time fixed in and stuff like that so um but it's a great it's a you know it's a great occasion everybody's there to celebrate you know what was a good season for both clubs 
Uh, and as you say, everybody wants to see the new players, and uh, you know, and and uh, you know, if past games are to go by, they've been entertaining games of football. How pleased are you with the signings that you've been that have been made, Tranmere, so far this season? Yeah, I think it's it's always difficult to say goodbye to uh, the players that who've been together, some of them for four years, who were a a major part and a major feature of the club um, getting back from the non-league and then going again and going into League One. Um, but you have to say goodbye to them at times, and you know it, everybody sort of accepts it that you come to the end of your time at a club. Uh, and we had to be cognizant of the fact that we were moving into a very tough division compared to where we were sort of 14 months ago and if I look at the squad with no disrespect to the players that have gone I think I think Mickey does have a squad that's nicely balanced the age has dropped slightly um, the reports back from uh, the training camp and from the, the, the staff is that they are uh, looking very fit uh, and uh, the quality of the group is has, has improved uh, we're not finished yet we, we you know there's stuff to be done um, I think some Quality loans can be attracted now because we are, in terms of Northwest clubs, if you look without disrespecting any other club, we're actually quite an attractive club to come to to develop your players. And if you've got players at um, higher league clubs that want to come down and, and, and get that necessary development piece, then um, there's probably no better place to come with the facilities, with the manager that we've got who develops players. Uh, with the atmosphere that you get at the ground etc so there's probably very I don't think there's any better place for players to develop than uh, than with Tramway at this point in time in League One Just looking at the players that you have brought in so far a lot of them have got League One experience was that something you sort of focused on in your recruitment was that like a key element that you wanted when looking for players yeah M- M- Mickey has a, uh, uh, one of his central tenants is, is that he, he, he I think it's the old blacks that say they have to have a number of caps on the field and they feel that they have to have that level of experience uh, on the field and that's something that Mickey's always tried to do and, and one of the, the you know the tenants of what we've tried to do and what, what he did successfully in the window in January was to bring in players with that experience and so you know with the likes of Potter in there with the likes of um, Perks in there with the likes of Woods in there you've then put a lot of uh, league experience and championship experience into the squad at the same time you know you've got the likes of um, George uh, Ray who's, who's come at the back who's 24 25 with Monty and you've got two big centre-halves who can go again as it were in terms of development uh, and you know, Tory, Corey Black and Taylor an exciting winger from Villa who turned down the opportunity to stay there and came to us uh, and so forth and so on so I think you'll find that um, there's a nice blend of, of experience uh, and some young talent in there that can develop uh, and as I say you know, if, if you put a sprinkling of really exciting loans on top of that then you can actually make make quite a difference if you, if you look at clubs like Aston Villa I mean the guy they had and, 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 and Derby they were building some of the uh, their assault on the championship with loans yeah. from Premier League clubs so you know, I think using the loan market is one of the key things that, 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 that clubs have to learn to do a lot of fans obviously disappointed at the departure of, of James Norwood. How disappointed were you to see him go? And do you feel that you're still well equipped up front for League One? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the um, 
James, you know, he had a special season last season, and uh, you know, he, he, but he, I've said this many times. He came to us and he, he had a four-year contract. And uh, what I like in football is when people actually fulfil their contract, and he did that. And we, we could have sold him in January, and people said, oh, you know, you, you've let him go, and you've got no money for him. Well, we, we actually extended his contract two years earlier, in the middle of his contract, and we tried it again uh, in this last season, and. Um, it wasn't to be. James James wanted to hang on and, and see where he got to at the end of the season. We could have sold him, as I said, in, in January, but you know, with the money that we'd have got for that, you know, would we have got promoted? Probably not. And you'd you'd have wasted it on on, on somebody else. Um, I say wasted it. You'd have brought in somebody yeah. else. Well, would he be as good as James Norman? Well, probably not. Um, so it, it it made sense for me um, that what you do is. You know, with players when you're down in the non-league and even in League One, I'd rather see them play out their contract, and that's the best way of getting value for them than, than not. Um, at, but in League in League One, as I say, you're now in a league that's just below the Championship, and any transfers up um, are, are more attractive because you know there's more cash comes in, and you can improve the quality of the squad easier with the with the amounts that you get for players moving into League One. So there was an element of this year trying to put some assets, we call them, into the club as well. And if they develop and if if we're you know they're fortunate, we're fortunate to get the right deal offered to us, then you know we'll trade players. Um, but I wasn't into trading players lower down. Uh, you know, we didn't really want to do that because the more value has got out of them playing for us than trading them. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.